You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome. Into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by the wonderful folks at Two Rivers Ford. That's where you go for 2023 model year Fords. They're available right now at the dealership in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage will get you the Intel Edge you need to succeed. Get the best information on the best properties at GaryAshton.com. Superbook Sports will get you in on all the action. They'll make sure that you get your best bets and that they'll match your first bet up to $1,000 win or lose. So download the Superbook Sports app today. And before you do that or while you do that or hell, uh, after you do that, whatever you would like to do in whatever sequence that you would like to live your life, Go to True Math Fitness and get a workout in. Just because the winter months are upon us does not mean that you need to slack off on your fitness goals. True Math Fitness will get you going with personally designed workouts with great group classes and an open gym. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. So as we uh, as we look at the uh, as we look at the Titan situation, and I think that. There's a couple of different things that we don't know the answers to yet. I don't know that Traylon Burks is going to play. I think it's likely. I don't know that Ryan Tannehill is going to play, although he was a full participant at practice today, which is a great sign. I don't know that Jeff Simmons is going to play, which would be of huge consequence because there's probably not going to be a lot of points in this one, and they'll need every defensive advantage that they can get. But Jeff also dealing with an ankle injury as Carolina puts a touchdown up on the board, just under five minutes to play in the first half. Carolina now leads 9-0, pending an extra point. So how do you go about uh, planning for Sunday when there's a lot of different critical parts and pieces being left out? Well, there's a couple of things that you can look at that have been steadfast, even as your roster, your personnel, continues to change on a week-by-week basis. And that's what we're going to look at tonight, specifically the offensive side of the ball. The question that I want to ask you, your Two Rivers Ford take, is quite simple. Which aspect of the Titans' offense needs to improve more against the Broncos, scheme or personnel? Let me know in the comments, and we'll talk about it together. Obviously, to make any drastic personnel changes at this point in the week would not be feasible, but still... I'm talking about what is the more important thing for them to improve upon. Their personnel offensively was bad last week. The wide receivers were bad. The quarterback was bad. They need improvements on this roster, but they also need some help as far as the play design is concerned. They haven't been getting the same kind of, uh, they haven't been getting the desired results and they're making life really, really hard on themselves. It would seem based on the way that they asked their wide receivers to perform. So. The answer is probably both. 
But if you had to pick one that needs to be more quickly resolved against Denver, which would it be, personnel or scheme? We will get into these things together right after I remind you that the place that puts on the Two Rivers Ford take that makes it possible is, of course, Two Rivers Ford. They will always go above and beyond, and they'll get you in a 2023 model year Ford because they're available at the dealership right now. Two Rivers Ford has so many great ways for you to shop to make it fast, easy, and fun. You can reach out by phone to any of their non-commissioned salespeople. Their number is real easy, 1-800-900-1000. You can stop by the dealership in Mount Juliet and test drive a vehicle for yourself just a few miles east of BNA. Or you can go and do what I did, which is head to tworiversford.com to check out their inventory and custom order the exact Ford you want. Whether it's an F-150, a Bronco, Explorer, Escape, or Expedition, Two Rivers Ford will make sure you get exactly what you want for a price that is well below MSRP. So reach out to Two Rivers Ford and see for yourself what everybody is talking about. Two Rivers Ford, powered by Ford, driven by people. So, scheme or personnel? What needs to be more quickly rectified between these two things? Because we know the personnel issues, right? We've talked about the injuries that have forced a lot of these uh, below average to bad wide receivers into action. We've talked about their play calling specifically around Todd Downing and how there's a variety of different reasons why the offense isn't working well, but there are some schematic things that is making life a bit harder on them. Now, Greg Cosell obviously is far smarter than I am and is going to be able to articulate this thing far better than I would. So I want you to listen to Greg talk about what it is that they're asking the wide receivers to do within the Titans offense, regardless of which wide receiver is on the field. Well, you know, I'm always leery of saying, hey, here's something I would like to see because uh, you know me well enough to know I don't spend my time ripping coaches. Okay. I don't do that because I know productive. how hard coaches work because I know what I do. Okay. I know how much tape I try to watch every single week. And I, so I know what coaches do, but, you know, just talking ball, you know, I think one of the things when you have a young quarterback and a totally inexperienced quarterback, and it's, it could be true with Tannehill too, when he comes back. And I should add, when you have receivers who are not necessarily the kinds of receivers, Buck, that can win one-on-one, right. you know, because they don't really have those guys right now, um, is you need to create through your your route concepts ways to get receivers open, you know, whether it's motion, whether it's stacks, whether it's bunches, you, you know, whether it's natural pick elements, ways that you can define a read and a throw for a quarterback, and also your receivers can get open based on the concept that they're not just having to win one-on-one. There's a lot of plays in critical situations where they run individual isolation routes, and then you're expecting your receivers to win, and you also have a quarterback who's not experienced enough in the NFL to understand what open is. He's used right. to college open and college open and NFL open are worlds apart. So you're again, I'm just saying this is something I would like to see more of. And I think it would help everybody. So that's Greg Cosell of NFL films talking about the, the issues that go beyond uh, personnel for the Titans offense. Now, I would say that the personnel is also still poor. They've got offensive line issues. Uh, the quarterbacks, be it Tannehill and now Willis, 
they've been playing behind a progressively um an offensive line that's progressively getting worse year over year now nate davis is a really nice player i think ben jones and nick petit frere have been uh solid as well the left side has been a bit of a disaster particularly in pass protection but aaron brewer does execute well in the run block and i actually saw a couple of good snaps from dennis daly last week so with all these different things you talk about the wide receiver but there's still there's a scheme that's asking them to win one-on-one on these big shot plays because they don't throw the ball with with a lot of volume right so when they they go in the case of willis he was looking to go deep there and made it a more difficult degree of catch than you otherwise would now he hit the receiver and the receiver just dropped the pass talking about nwi uh, Chris Conley, uh, got behind the defensive back and just dropped the ball. So there are, there are plays to be made within this offense that don't necessarily require the kind of regular, uh, regular schematic, uh, regular schematic advantages, because you know that they're going to run with Derek anyway, and you can't stop it, but you're looking at a situation where they can come up with some more creative passing designs to help give these wide receivers a little help separating because they're not doing it on their own. Burks should help that, and he looked completely fine at practice the last couple of days. I'll be out there tomorrow, and I'll see what there is to see. We'll find out from Mike Vrabel what his status will be and uh, whether he'll rule Ryan Tannehill out, although Ryan Tannehill's considerably uh, or made considerable progress this week. What I would say to you is that there's a couple of different ways to look at this, and I'll explain what I mean here in just a second. We'll read more of your comments, too, right after I remind you that the place you go for the Intel Edge is the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. We're doing Titans Offensive Intel here tonight. You can get the real estate intel, though, afterwards at GaryAshton.com. That intel will help you sell your home without any showings or staging. It'll help you find your next home. While the Nashville real estate market is still red hot and help you win the buyer battle and cash in on your home equity right now. GaryAshton.com is your one-stop shop for that Intel edge you need to succeed. So go to GaryAshton.com for more information. Uh, so as, as we look at the kind of things that we're talking about, Tim Everett says, wouldn't it be good for Downing to hear that breakdown? By the way, that breakdown is courtesy of the podcast that Greg and I do every week. I would invite each and every one of you to uh, go follow the podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, whatever, on YouTube, on the 104.5 The Zone YouTube channel, and then tell a friend to do the same. And we would be grateful for that because Greg is doing some really, really great breakdowns, and I'd hate for you to miss out. But uh, Tim says, wouldn't it be good for Downing to hear that breakdown? Sure. I mean, I can text it to people on the coaching staff. I don't think that'll be received well. But it's not like like Todd Downing knows offense. It's not like he's it's not like he's you know like I, I don't even know how to how to describe this in a in a metaphor that would make sense. But it's not like he's me out there trying to watch offense and understanding because I've got smart people around me and I talk to players on a regular basis and I've just generally spent a lot of time around. It's not like me going out there and calling an offense and scheming up open players, right? I'd be useless. I'd be terrible because I have to watch play 75 times through to understand what the hell's happening on any given play. I just don't see it like that. So it's not like Todd Downing is my, you know, elementary, probably below elementary level of understanding football. They know these things. Mike Vrabel is a really, really smart dude. They understand these things. 
And something about it, though, is is dictating for them the way that they're running their offense. I don't know why it is that they choose to play the way that they do or that they don't incorporate some of these more creative aspects to their passing game. That was something that Tim Kelly was supposed to be able to theoretically help with. It hasn't materialized that way. They can't pass protect. They can't get much going in the passing game anyway. Malik Willis is not somebody who's going to be able to help you that way. He doesn't understand. We're going to talk about Willis. He frankly doesn't understand what he's seeing on the field right now. And that's that's just kind of the place that you're in. And the the, the Titans are limiting his opportunities um, to hurt them with his lack of knowledge. I'll have Greg explain that here in a little bit uh in a little bit more detail. But I think that uh I think that as you as you kind of dissect and diagnose these things, they have all manner of coaches. They talk to all manner of other coaches. Everybody else is watching other people's play designs and concepts around the league and seeing what they can take and piece together and and uh, try and pick apart. Todd Downing talked about this today and he said the goal is to uh the goal is to not be predictable. Well, if the goal is to not be predictable, I mean, the goal is obviously to win games. They're largely accomplishing that. But if the goal is to not be predictable, everybody knows that they're going to continue to run the ball. They're doing it well, and they're doing it in creative ways that maximize their skill position or their uh, their talent like Derrick Henry, but they're not getting the same kind of creativity and execution in their passing concepts at this point. So let's talk about Malik Willis, and we'll uh, we'll continue this dialogue because it's I don't know which way it's trending. Tannehill being a full participant today makes a huge difference. So we'll discuss Malik Willis and a hypothetical about if he is asked to start for a third straight week, has watching him play from one start to the next, from Houston uh, now to uh, to Kansas City, has watching Malik Willis play made you feel better or worse about him? as a quarterback prospect. We'll go through these things together. Again, you'll hear more Greg Cosell analysis because obviously we talked about Willis a great deal. Let me know in the comment section. And while you do that, I will remind you that A to Z Sports Prime Time is made possible by Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports will get you the best odds boosts and promotions. They will get you in the game. They will allow you the opportunity to take the fight to the best odds makers on the strip in Las Vegas every time you open their clean and easy-to-use app. You select the Tennessee tab if you want to just look at odds boosts and promotions on local teams, and they'll have them all there conveniently displayed for you. But you can wager on every major sport at the Superbook Sports app. So go to Superbook.com today for terms and conditions. A gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, have you have you felt better or worse watching Malik from one start to the next? William Young says better. Uh, Tim Everett says it has to be scheme. Malik can make throws. He needs more time in receivers that can catch. Uh, well, I think that's he's missing plenty. Like he's here's what I'll say about Malik. And I've talked to a couple of different people in the in the NFL about this. Okay, and beyond what you're going to hear from Greg, and basically the assessment that I've gotten from people who have watched Malik around the league is, oh, he just doesn't understand what he's seeing defensively. He's not going through progressions um, beyond, you know, sloppy mechanics and, and footwork that he's still working to kind of hone in. 
or home in or hone in. I said hone in today on the radio, and I got a nasty text from Joe Rexroad saying that it's home, H-O-M-E, in. And that's the first time in my life I've heard that. I always thought it was hone. Perhaps producer Reed can do some good reporting for us and uh, bring back the results. But either way, um, Malik Willis is missing plenty within their offense. And basically the results of, of the conversations that I've had with other smart football people that I trust in, in the NFL right now is he just doesn't understand what he's seeing in front of him. That's something that he can only learn by playing in the NFL and getting NFL reps. But obviously there's going to be some growing pains and we're seeing a lot of that now. They're doing well to mitigate the growing pains that he might have. And I think that while you have to be you have to be cognizant of all those things. You also under, have to understand that they've basically been comfortable playing the last two games without a quarterback, just generally without a quarterback. I, and I know that people want to overinflate what Willis did because they were two drop passes away from beating the Chiefs. Uh, I, I, I didn't have that same assessment, and it didn't sound like Greg did either when we talked about Willis this week on the pod. You know, if you if you go to the fourth quarter, and this comes down as well to game management by the quarterback. I mean, there was a second and nine play from the Chiefs' 38-yard line with less than 11 minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. They had an eight-point lead at this point, less than 11 minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. Now, Willis threw a fade to the boundary X Westbrook Ahini. I don't know if you remember this. It was incomplete. Yeah, no, I for sure do. Okay, now... If you look at that play, it was a three-by-one set, and Hooper ran what we call a Y-stick. That's common to everybody, and it was second and nine. You did not need a big play, and based on the pre-snap look of the defense, the Y-stick was going to be wide open, and it was wide open, and you know, that's the kind of thing, that's the learning curve for a young quarterback. You have to throw the Y stick there. It's possible it would have gotten a first down too because there was really nobody that was covering Hooper. Uh, they would have reacted to the throw and him catching it. Um, so Willis must continue to learn more about game situations and game management. But then the very next play, keep in mind they're at the 38-yard line of the Chiefs. This tells you much of what you need to know about how the coaching staff sees him. The next play was third and nine, okay? Not a ridiculously long amount to go for first down. Not ideal, but it's not like it was third and 16. Right. And what do they call a screen? And if you recall, that was a 40-yard loss. So that tells you they don't want him in those kinds of situations to have to read progressions and make a throw. And that's telling. We don't have to interpret that. Buck, they're telling us that. So this is not, hey, this is my opinion. This is what they're telling you. They really don't want him to have to make those those progression reads in critical situations. They're trying to play without him having to do that. And it's very hard to do that against good teams. Oh, there's no. So Greg's analysis there to kind of summarize, he's not seeing things well. He's missing open receivers. He's making those, it's thinning their margin for error even more. And they're doing enough with the ground game around him and playing defense on an unholy level that it's allowing them to stay in games, which is basically what we all knew. But I think the mistake that a lot of people are making is looking at Willis in Houston and Willis in Kansas City and saying, oh, that's a substantially improved player. Not the case. Not the case. 
there will be a lot more time for him to continue to, you know, it's not an indictment of him and his career, right? Like nobody's talking about this as a long-term thing. We're talking about two starts and what it might look like, uh, what it might look like if there was a third. But I think you have to understand that these are the kind of growing pains that we talk about with Malik Willis that are only going to be corrected by him playing. But right now, they're at a very critical part in the season and in their schedule where they just have to win football games. And he is not a plus for them at this point. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with Tannehill at practice tomorrow. And obviously, I'll report back for you guys because uh, I'll be at practice and then for Rabel's press conference and open locker room after that. But in the meantime, let's do a weekend bounce back. Who needs to bounce back the most in sports this weekend? Let me know in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. You do that. I'll tell you where you need to go for your fitness journeys to get started, to reach your fitness goals. TrueMath Fitness is a new way to work out, a better way to work out. They will put you in position to succeed no matter what your level of fitness is. They're there to challenge you, but not push you back past your limits. They're there to make sure that you continue to extend your limit as it relates to your fitness goals each and every time you take one of their classes. Their boot camp style, about 45 to 40 minutes in length, quick, easy, uh, not easy necessarily, challenging, but efficient to make sure that you are expanding your fitness profile and continue, t- continuing, excuse me, easy for me to say, to elevate your game. For your first workout free, go to truematfitness.com, and you can also check out any of their membership offers. So, who needs to bounce back in sports this week? Matt S. says Aaron Rodgers. That's a great one. Brian Malone says the Titans offense. I think unlikely. They have the best passing defense in the league, although they should be able to run the ball with Derek. So, if Derek gets 17 carries again, it's fair to wonder, uh, what's happening? Austin Stanley agrees that the balls are in need of a bounce back. I think they're they're like three touchdown favorites uh, when I last looked at the Superbook line um, against Missouri. So if there's any struggles against Missouri, then then we can uh, then we can talk about them uh, needing a bounce back even further. But I feel like they should be fine. Uh, I think that uh, Mr. Jones is still arguing about the Malik Willis thing. I mean, what you what do you, what do you want me to say about Malik Willis? He took KC to overtime on the road. Um, he was a part of the effort that took KC to overtime on the road, and he was bad enough for them to lose the game. He bad enough for them to lose the game. He wasn't good enough for them to win the game. The defense was ungodly. The defense played as good a game as you'll see from any defense all year. They lost the game because the quarterback's not good enough to execute a lot of what their offense requires. Some, yes, totally fine. Some is not enough. Some is not enough against Kansas City. You cannot have a disparity of six com- passing completions to Patrick Mahomes' 43. And that's not attempts, that's completions. Malik had six, and Patrick had 43. Even if you, you know, you ask him the question, is six, because com- we did in the postgame, even if you ask him the question, are six completions enough to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? And he looks at you and says, yeah, you know, I mean, it almost was. Fine. All well and good, but the missed opportunities that he is costing them helped cost them the game. He did not solely do it. There are a variety of different reasons why it happened. Should Chris Conley catch that pass? Hell yes. I honestly, if they weren't so damn uh, desperate for wide receiver, just physical bodies who can be out there and play, I would have cut Chris Conley's ass on Monday morning. I wouldn't have let him fly home after that drop. It's the first time I've been, I've been, I personally have been as angry 
as you guys get about a situation that happened in a Titans game. I was legitimately pissed in the press box because the rookie's out there trying to make it happen, has only so many opportunities, misses a few opportunities, has a nice pass, puts it right on the money, bounces off the receiver's hands with a thud, a literal thud. So, you know, Malik Willis did not take Kansas City to overtime on the road. He didn't outright lose them the game, but he wasn't able to win it for them. And that is the position that they're currently in. So, uh, who needs to bounce back in sports? I say the Cardinals, because apparently the Cardinals are on in-season hard knocks. I haven't watched a second of it, but uh, some of the snippets that are coming out, speaking to a toxic workplace, uh, that it would appear that the Cardinals have on their sideline. That's your wide open. Hey, offense, let's go. Let's go. Offense, 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 let's go. Offense, let's go. I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win. Listen, same deal. Nothing, listen, nothing they're doing, right? It's us. Nothing they're doing. It's us. Routine plays, get in tempo and go. Y'all good? Just set them. They cannot stop us. But we got better than Georgia, right? We got it. unbelievable i mean now listen people chew each other you've seen the jeff saturday peyton manning clip a million times like football players get pissed at each other on the sideline lamar jackson got in his left tackles face uh on what was that monday night football against the saints with ronnie stanley because the rookie center wouldn't snap the ball on the silent count um there's a this this happens all the time it doesn't necessarily mean that the cardinals have more dysfunctional workplace on one sideline or the next, but it is a little more spicy than we're accustomed to hearing. And uh, and looking at a and looking at a situation with an offense like the Cardinals and a head coach who doesn't really seem to have a grip on things, um, you know, kind of speaks to some of the problems that they're having. It's going to do it for us tonight. No problems on the primetime show. Real smooth sailing all week, and we appreciate you guys spending your time with us. Reminder: No primetime show next Thursday. I'll be in Green Bay. But we'll do the primetime show Wednesday from Green Bay. Uh, and we'll look forward to Thursday night football. Enjoy your weekend. I'll be at Nissan Stadium on Sunday morning, of course, for some Titans radio duties. And we'll have the pregame show at about 8 o'clock on the A to Z Sports Network. And if you're at the game, I hope you wear something warm because it's supposed to get down to 46. And I hope if you guys are walking around and you see me, that you come up and say hi because it's always great to meet all y'all. Have a great rest your a uh, great rest of your evening and a great weekend as well and I will see you Sunday night on A to Z Sports Prime Time.